This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Insights. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has long talked about enacting a Bill of Rights allowing consumers to have access to their financial data, but that uh, that bill appears to be moving forward. It also appears that not all customers will be included in this. It looks like that lower-income Americans that use EBT, electronic bank transfer accounts, won't be part of those protections. Wendy De La Rosa is an assistant professor of marketing here at the Wharton School. She wrote an article recently for banking and finance industry website American Banker on this issue and topic, and she joins us with more. Wendy, great to have you with us. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Thank you. And so I guess we, we need to start with the fact of, of, one, how this occurred, but, two, it sounds like that there is a recognition by the CFPB that this was going to occur, that there were going to be some Americans left out of this protection. That's right. That's right. And so to give you a historical context, this has been a long time in the making. So after the Great Recession, when Congress passed the Dodd-Frank Act, that's where this idea of Americans should have a bill of rights for their financial data. We should all have access to our historical transactions. We should be able to readily view them. We should be able to share our financial data easily. Why? Because it creates competition, because it allows me to move from financial institution to financial institution without being beholden to one place. It allows me to detect and protect myself from fraud in an easier way. And so it's been a long time coming. And so I'm happy that it's coming. The problem is, right, it only includes accounts like your checking and your savings accounts or your credit cards. And we just know that roughly 20% of, of Americans are unbanked or underbanked. We know that millions of families rely on government benefits as sort of like their primary resource to get through the day. And so it's, it's almost unfathomable to me that we're excluding the swath of the population that needs these protections the most. Why is it, I guess, has it taken, it seems like, this long to even get to this point where this Bill of Rights is where it is at the moment? You know, I wish I had a crystal ball to tell you, um, but I think uh, all of the great people at the CFBB could say, you know, changes in administration change priorities. And, right. you know, we've had different administrations over the last couple of years that have different priorities. Now, with under President Biden, this has now come back as a priority of making sure that Americans have the financial bill of rights, that the Americans have a protected right to get access, easy access to their financial data. But again, I think where, you know, the the administration is sort of in this tough spot is because it will take a little bit longer to make sure that all of these accounts are included in the Bill of Rights. And I think they right. because it's taken over thirteen years to get to this place, there's sort of all of a sudden this need for speed which I argue shouldn't trump our need for equality and justice. Yeah, yeah. And as you say, you want to get it done right. And so what are the the elements that you know of of this bill right now that are a win for consumers in terms of the overall prospect moving forward? 
sort of the good parts about, um, again, it's not a definitive, you know, regulations just yet, right? The CFPB has already gone through its comment section. They're in the process of finalizing. But, but what they've sort of hinted at so far is that now as a consumer, I am able to get my financial data in a very easy way. What does that mean? That means I can see where I made a purchase, what my account balance is, how much it was, the time of it was. All of these things seem basic, but they're not protected. And to give you an example, there are certain people who receive SNAP, otherwise known, formerly known as food stamps, that they don't even know when they get sort of their statements. It just says food purchase. It doesn't yeah. even say Walmart or Target. So you don't even know where did I spend my money on. Um, you don't even know sometimes your transactions. All you get at the end of the day is your balance. Imagine trying to budget your money where all you get at the end of the day is your historical balance. Today you have $100, but you have yeah. no idea Right, unless you have a perfect memory about where you spent that money on. It's sort of these like basic things that we're talking about that it seems like we already have it. But like we know when things are not encoded in law, like things that you think are, can always be taken away. And so that's what's good about this bill. It's creating this financial bill of rights so that our easy access to our financial data cannot be taken away. And we're assuming that everybody has the same level of access to their financial data, and right now that's not the case. And, and so is the hope that, uh, I guess at this point, that this bill will move forward as it is and that those other groups will in, be included in, in somewhat a, a relative quick, quick fashion so that they can have access and this information as well? You know, my hope and this is what, what I am advocating for, is that we, don't, we do not even go there and try to create this two-tier regulation system, one for you know, middle and high-income Americans and one for low-income Americans. That just feels fundamentally un-American, right? Um, I think what I would advocate for is to let's do it once and let's get it done right right away, right? We, we, the CFPB yeah. is aware that these, that these certain accounts are being excluded, and then it's going to take just a little bit more effort. So let's spend that effort. Right? There's any time I think you know that you say we'll get it done later. Later rarely ever comes, and it's taking us 13 years just to get to this point. Low-income Americans shouldn't have to wait another 13 years, if if that's right. That's sort of a promise yeah. and a hope and a maybe. Yeah, Washington doesn't exactly have a great track record on, on that uh, in years past. And, and and again, just to reinforce this, the importance of this type of data and this type of information for all Americans, especially in this type of economy, this digital landscape, is so very, very important right now. Of course. Right? Think about how difficult it is for any household to manage your finances. So I do a lot of research on how average people make financial decisions. Just our brains, our prefrontal context, is not adapt. It has not adapted to compound interest. <laughs> like, like we're asking our brains to do something that's fundamentally not uh, built to do. 
So it takes a lot of cognitive effort. We have to sit down. We have to budget. We have to do all these things. And in order to get it right, we need to be able to get easy access to that information. And on top of that, when you have limited resources, the the math becomes much harder, right? Ask any sort of family of four that's trying to make ends meet right now with rising costs, with inflation, it's just becoming harder and harder for certain people. And so when you take away a tool that could potentially make budgeting even easier, it yeah. sort of leaves you wondering why. Yeah. Wendy, great to have you with us. Thanks very much. We'll end it there. All the best. Wendy De La Rosa, Assistant Professor of Marketing here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.